0: everyone. This is the Cricket Lecture Podcast. This is Rufan with Jay with a long-awaited full episode. Jay, what's going on, man? What you been up to?
1: <laughs> Nothing much, man. We took a break uh, since Ramadan. Yeah, I hope everybody had a good Eid. We had a great Eid also here in New York. It's really difficult to take the time during Ramadan, you know, longer days, waking up early, going to sleep late, and everything in between that goes along with Ramadan Beautiful, joyful time, and at the same time, a very busy month. So, took a break, and we're back.
0: Yeah, man, same here. Concluding school season with kids. Ramzan was, you know, around. And then there were some political tensions going on in Pakistan, ongoing, and there was not much uh, cricket being played. So, we took the break at the right time. Uh, and that all changed today with our first ODI against the West Indies in Multan. Uh, did you get a chance to watch that?
1: Yeah, it was great. Uh, game. it looks like the very first one right between Pakistan and West Indies. And these are those games that were pending from uh, uh, last year. They were canceled due to COVID uh, when the West Indies was over. Last time back in, was it November, December, I think, 2021?
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, and they couldn't finish the games off. And then they came back to finish off those games. So these uh, today was the first one that was played. And Pakistan uh, has won the game. Uh, went down to the wire almost you could say in a way. Pakistan won in the 50th over I believe and uh, West Indies has set a score of 345. Pakistan had to get the target of 306 which they did at the loss of five wickets uh, and four balls to spare. So uh, a pretty good performance on the Pakistan front. What do you think?
0: It was pretty steady. Usually you know it's in our DNA to mess up the chases and we're so used to that, and with this recent team, we have been seeing less and less of that. But we are giving out uh, large scores for some reason. I keep on seeing every team start passing 300 against us. But as long as we can chase it and barbarize them. Azum- is there leading the team uh, it looks like we're able to get our team home easily there were some hiccups at the end but uh, Khush Shah came in and hit a 41 runs in 23 balls and made it seem so easy it was great to watch
1: yeah i hear you on that i think the 300 comment you're making is is an interesting one because you know obviously the way things have changed in cricket over the past five or so, ten years maybe, um, more and more teams cross the 300 target. I think what it comes down to is, like you're saying, is your ability to chase that kind of total down. You should expect teams to be trying to go for a 300-plus total. That is – basically the norm nowadays even in um, women's cricket not not to suggest that women cricket don't score as high but they have been developing over time and women's cricket totals were averaging around 270 but now you, you see the better the stronger women's side also hitting 300 plus plus. Um, and uh, so 300 has been the norm in men's cricket for a long time in my view it's just that we have not always had success in chasing them down so clinically this sort of chase off, scares me a little bit because I don't know. You know, it's going down through the wire to the last over. I prefer things getting finished a little bit earlier. But, you know, <laughs> there was a little bit of a scare. But as long as still was on the crease, I knew there was a great chance. He was looking like he was in great touch. Uh, he had a great strike rate. He scored very quickly. Well, He scored 41 off 23 balls, four sixes, and just one four (laughs) he mostly scored in sixes and that's great 24 out of the 41 was scored in sixes with a strike rate of 178.26 so still is some special especially in Pakistan he plays well PSL was a success for him and he's kind of continuing that touch and I'm glad to see uh, Shadab back also another great catch he took in the feeling. Um, And we saw Rizwan and Babur, again, putting on the same exact batting style, whatever you want to call it, approach, method, the calculated, measured approach to a chase that these two can put together is impeccable. And Imam al-Huk, man, has been in such great touch since this year. This year, he's been doing great. The Australia series was great for him. Um, He's been talking a lot about becoming a permanent Part of the T20 team as well. He's been practicing his power hitting. He was in the news recently talking about, you know, practicing his power hitting. So he wants to be kind of like Brizwan and Babur and Shaheen. He wants to be in all three teams. Test, One Day, and T20. And I think he would be a good addition. We need a left-handed batsman as well. Fakhar Zaman has been doing good. He didn't have a good outing today, but it's been a long time. I think overall, the team played as a unit and did really well today. I'm very impressed.
0: I agree, man. I think uh, another change from our historic Pakistani team, the only person that plays traditionally as before is Fakhar Zaman. It's uh, hit or miss, right? But we've been seeing a lot more players with collective uh, effort, you know, Imam Al-Haqq, like you said, is in such good form. He did a couple of centuries against Australia, 65 runs. He messed up. He did a reverse sweep when there was no need for it, which is fine. You know, he's learning, but he had uh, already registered his 50. Then Bob Azam comes. The guy plays with such excellence. His innings is so controlled. Every time he hits like a risky shot, he makes sure it's in the gap. You know, he's going for a six. If he doesn't make it, doesn't connect, he knows he's safe. And we know he plays with control because every time he does score his 50 or 100, he takes a chance and he gets out. And that's what he did today. And I think some people may dislike him for that reason. But at the end of the day, just remember his strike rate has been an issue. But today, that wasn't the case. And in T20, one day, there's a difference of strike rate, right? So in T20, you need 120 plus. In one day, 85 90 is considered a sufficient or decent strike rate. He registered his 100 with, with a 96.26 strike rate, which is great. And then Mohamed Rizwan, he was just uh, there supporting him for, for the most part, uh, and they put a show on. Khushdil Shah came in at the right time. That's where we sort of messed up, lost two, three wickets back-to-back, and I think we needed 50 runs and 41 balls, and he basically single-handedly covered that. Uh, so quickly, Jay, it was a good outing altogether, and we got to see our team play in Multan. When it comes to housekeeping issues, right, I saw a digital scoreboard that wasn't in Pindi or Karachi, but it happens to be in Multan for whatever reason. <sighs> everything looked good. Grass is definitely greener than what we're used to in Pakistan in June, July. The stadium looked great. The drone footage, everything was uh, top quality. So I really enjoyed Uh, watching a match in Multan after such a long time
1: yeah Multan is a historic ground and uh, you know I the only questionable thing is the wicket this was sort of a batting track you know 600 runs scored so clearly obviously it was a batting track Uh, but the pace at which runs were scored didn't, at in the beginning, feel like that. If you've noticed, pacers, in, in, on the Pakistani side anyway, had uh, quite a bit of success. But they also went for a lot of runs. So, uh, Haris Stroke went for a lot of runs. And our friend Hassan Ali continues his drought for wickets. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to get worried about him because he's going to have a really hard time securing and cementing his position um, it's going to be hard for Bobber to keep you know, advocating for him and keeping him on the team with this sort of a performance and not getting any wickets. He didn't do great in terms of stopping the runs either. Even though Harris was more expensive, he, he did take four wickets. So that's kind of like saving grace for him. But to come back to the the ground, uh, you know, that was related to all the, all the wicket. My observations were related to the performance of the wicket, I think. But yeah, the ground looks good and I think uh, there has been a focus on improving the infrastructure of cricket in general and funds are being spent clearly on, on making small tweaks and it's very hard to do large scale big changes but it sounds like small things are happening. Uh, more and more grounds are starting to become at the world-class level. I don't think Multan still is at that level because the capacity is still pretty low. 25,000 or so is the capacity. You know, We need to get stadiums that can pull in 50,000-plus crowds, and uh, that's what I would like to see. I'd like to see expansion in some of the existing stadiums, and uh, hopefully there's a plan to consistently improve the facilities as well as grow them.
0: I agree, man. Before we conclude today's episode, I wanted to praise Bob Azam one more time. One, for getting his third consecutive century on two different occasions. No batsman has ever done that. So another landmark for the number one ODI and T20 cricketer. Second, such good sportsmanship by him. He actually won the man of the match. I don't know if you saw that moment. And they asked him before he came to the microphone to sign uh, cricket ball because he was a man of the match. And he said, now he's handing that over, transferring that over to Khush Shah. So that's why you see Khush Dil Shah as player of the match. It was impactful innings by Khush Shah that changed the match at the end. So that totally was that very nice to him to do that and set an example for other captains. And globally, it was such a good gesture and a good sportsmanship on his part.
1: Hey, man, like you said... Mad Dominator, you know, he, he, he's the dominator. So uh, I, I really like when he does stuff like that, when he really, as a leader, steps up and says, no, you know, this person deserves, in my opinion, I see this person as a match winner. Uh, because a lot of times these Man of the Match awards can be a little bit kind of colored by big names, right? Like you're expecting to give Man of the Match awards to certain big names Shereen Sharfini Rizwan Babur Um, and uh, it's nice to see that you know um, he gets to have his own say in that and is trying to make a point that other performances matter to him and he recognizes them so it's great
0: on that note thank you for tuning in we are back with full episodes spread the word check us out on Twitter Instagram YouTube until next time take care and peace